1: What's good, y'all? It's your boy, Just Blaze, host of Above the Rim. Subscribe and tune in each week to hear me and a special guest discuss the latest in the NBA, the way you want to hear it, with the topics that you want to hear. Keep it locked.
0: Playing with a guy who you don't like, it's got to have some toll upon you. If a guy calls you out, well, first of all, you're a different type of cat. He's only had one good game. It was the game Butler didn't play. It's got to be something going on. That, we thought he was going to be the next big thing. Well, he gotta, I still like that kid a lot, well, but listen, he playing he, awful. I understand what you're saying, but he got the max dollars now, so he got to pull his panties up and play. I don't want to hear all that stuff you're talking about right now. He got to play. You got a lot of talent, kid. You got a lot of talent. Now, I hope you have a good year. I hope somewhere you can find some heart and find some passion for the game and have a good year. I really wish you the best. Oh, I'm 40. Thank God I'm happy to see Party Bum. I've never been. Never been that. You know that. Uh, Respect it or check it. All that. I'm going to have that same energy wherever I go, all that. Say, man, make sure your energy is straight when you see me, bro. All right? I'm pretty sure you know who I am. Make sure your energy is straight. Just focus on finding some heart and having a good year. I wish you the best. You got a lot of talent. Just find that. Please don't try to do that with me, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just keep that same man, you will catch it, traffic. 100. Talk about it!
1: You are now tuned in to Above the Rim. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the latest episode of Above the Rim, episode 72. Brought to you by your honorable host, as always, it's your boy Justin, a.k.a. Just Blaze. Joining me this week, one of the hosts of the Four Seasons podcast, a dope NBA podcast, my man Zach Noble. What's going on? How you living, my man?
2: I appreciate it, No, I'm living great. I mean, NBA's off to a hell of a start this year and uh, just exciting times, honestly.
1: It is. I got to tell you, man, there's a lot of drama, a lot of drama going on in the NBA right now, and I, I love it.
2: Yeah, I mean, NBA, I always like to say, is the male version of the
1: Kardashians.
2: Come <laughs> on. Oh, You're man. right, though. You're right, though. <laughs> the, the female audience is picking up, though. Let, let's be real. No, it is. is. I'm, I'm proud of our females out there.
1: Listen, it's definitely. It, listen, every week is a new drama, every game is something else happening in the NBA. I'm not complaining. I'm not going to lie. I'm not complaining. Um, so family, you can, buy, you can find Above the Rim Anywhere you listen to podcasts Whether that be on iTunes, Stitcher, Google, Spotify Wherever To get in contact with me or the show You can follow me on Twitter At JustBlaze underscore 513 IG is JustBlaze513 On Facebook, search Above the Rim Podcast And also email the show at the new email address That's AboveTheRimNBAPodcast At gmail.com Zach, where can the family find you?
2: So my Twitter is Z-A-K-N-O-B-L-E, Zach Noble, or else Real Ball Insider is our main company account. And then our four seasons podcast is four S D N S.
1: Yes, sir. Make sure. Make sure you go out and find Zach, man. Family, go find him. And um also if you have any feedback for the show, responses to the responses to the questions, it's a call up to talk about it live. Talk about it. Leave your boy a voicemail. Let me know what's on your mind. That number is 908. 908- 718-1592. And you can send in responses via email as well. And uh, Zach, before we dive into this episode discussing Tyloo, the T-Wolves, and a couple <laughs> of guys uh who we think deserve more time to shine. Let's get into something that I've noticed on the lowest of keys. And um, I'm gonna start off here, Zach. This, Yo, let's hit me with it. This right here is a PSA. The big ball away. To all of the Laker fans out there Because Lord knows Everyone in their mama's a Laker fan right now is about the time It's emotional season right now for Laker fans <laughs> I need y'all to calm down a little bit Keep your emotion, keep your emotions in check for a second You're a little all over to play Six or seven games into the season One minute you love LeBron Next minute you hate him One minute he could be the greatest Laker ever Next minute is trade LeBron After a 0-3 start Then it's LeBron and Lonzo can be really special. Then he misses two free throws and we hear he could never be Kobe. (laughs) Then some of y'all are calling him the Ops after he gets into a little scuffle and holds CP back. Come on. (laughs) Get your life together, Laker fans. Listen, I'm not even the biggest LeBron fan, but damn. Be a little bit more appreciative, Laker fans. Let's not forget the last five years, the Lakers have the worst run percentage of any franchise. The most amount of losses. I understand the franchise use used to titles, but you have to have a good enough team to get there. And LeBron accelerates any process leading to a title. So, pipe down, Laker fans. Relax. But, um, Zach, man, these Laker fans don't appreciate it, man.
2: That's fair. No, I, I'm with you 100%. I mean, the mixed emotions, but that comes with being, I mean... The mo- one of the most popular fan bases, the Lakers and the Celtics. True. And then the most polarizing player of all time. Uh, whether he's the greatest or not, I definitely don't think he is. But he's definitely the most polarizing because he's definitely the most outspoken For greatest sure. player. And he's done, done the most outside of on on the court. So he, every, every move is going to be monitored pretty closely
1: but they got to calm down a little bit Owen 3 start I start I don't know if you saw on Twitter there was a lot of those tweets going around let's test let's start to test LeBron's market value what's his trade value and I said oh, hold on hold on Owen 3 three losses you guys won 35 games last year let's pump the brakes a little bit and relax
2: I will, I will give them this. If they can't beat the train wreck of the Timberwolves tonight...
1: I know. Th-
2: then, you, then you can go off with his the Then you can go whatever you want with way out. But if they can't beat the incestual Minnesota Timberwolves... Oh, it's, it's going to be a fun, fun ride. You, De- like, that? you like that one? I can't oh, believe I just pulled, pulled that one out.
1: Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, man. So, um... On the lowest of keys for you, Zach.
2: Yeah, so for me, I, I'd like to focus more on the positives, mm-hmm. and that would be the Los Angeles Clippers. I'm going to give up mm. two shout outs to the teams the, the Clippers yes. and the Bucks. The so, first of all, the Clippers, I mean, Doc Rivers has done an amazing job. Like, he just flies under the radar. It's such a good coach. He's improved ever since he left uh, Boston. I mean, People to give him enough credit yeah. for all those uh, Blake and Chris years being able to monitor those personalities, but now showing he can win with just about anybody and compete at the highest level and with the talent he does have, it, it's pretty impressive. And they started right back at square one with just a brand new squad again. And Tobias Harris, the leap he's making under Doc Root, I mean, I think Tobias, if he keeps this up, you might have a chance that. Yeah. Uh, making the all-star game potentially. Now, the Bucks, on the other hand, they're still undefeated going into today, the and they're looking pretty good right now. Uh, with that said, I mean, Jason Kidd in his four years there, he didn't have a six-game winning streak. He had a four-game
1: winning streak, I think it was his top maybe three game. Man, that's Dwight, it, only four?
2: That's it, in his four years, yeah, that's it. Now, Mike Boonholder he starts out with a six-game winning streak, pretty impressive. Yeah, and the Bucks just aren't getting any love right now for even being undefeated. Everybody's still talking about the Warriors and the Nuggets and uh, the Raptors, being they added Kawhi and rightfully so. But I definitely think the Bucks need a little more love there.
1: Yes, a hundred percent. I like those on the lows of Kizak. I'm with you, a hundred percent both ways. Doc Doc Rivers hasn't gotten a lot enough love. This season for taking basically, they have a team full of cast offs if you look at it in a way. Patrick Beverly, they like, yep. let go out of Houston, Avery Bradley, a couple of guys, a couple of teams don't want him, and I don't know why, because Avery's a solid player. Tobias Harris is a nice scorer. Bobon, he's been let go. Now look at him, <laughs> You got it. <laughs> um, if you look at that Lakers, I mean, excuse me, Lakers, that Clippers roster, they are a gritty, tough defensive team, and I really like how they are. Uh, Pulling themselves together, you you got to look at the direction that they're going. Most definitely,
2: they're they're putting the Lakers to shame a little bit right now. Yeah, they, they
1: they're looking good. I, think,
2: I mean, even my boy Shea Gilgis Alexander for
1: a rookie yeah. is coming out looking
2: pretty polished.
1: Yeah, he is. I definitely like. They play with a lot of heart. And they play they play hard. That's why I like that Clippers team and and the Bucks. Yo, you about to say something?
2: Yeah, tell me this. You're you're attacking the Laker land a little bit there. Yeah. If uh, I mean, at what point do you think Luke Walton becomes on the hot seat? I personally believe he's always on the hot seat, no matter what. One, because he's the Lakers' coach, but two, he's Lebron's Lebron's coach, and any Lebron's coach is rightfully always on the hot seat. <laughs> but um, I, I think, I mean, if they're not by the All Star break, if they're not at least a couple of games above 500, yeah. I mean, Five games. I
1: mean, they'll be looking. Yeah. So uh, point
2: the finger at somebody.
1: Yeah. So listen, I'm I'm on record. I've been said Luke had to go. I don't think Luke is the right coach Ooh. for that Laker team. Seat is hot. The seat has been scorching before. Damn. As soon as LeBron put that pen on that paper and said I'm coming to LA, <laughs> that seat has been scorching for Luke. Luke is not the right coach for that team. I've been saying it all year. I I'm just really? I personally don't like Luke, and I don't like his Demeanor for this team. I I don't feel like he's the right coach for this team. I feel like they need a stronger coach and a stronger coach in the media. Luke, to me, is a little bit passive. I still think people are holding him into this higher standard from his Golden State assistant coach years. And this is a different team. It's not the same team. He can't rely on those veterans anymore.
2: Uh, All right, all right. (laughs) So, I mean, everything you're saying about Luke is, I mean, you're not necessarily wrong. He definitely gets a lot of credit for his Golden State days, but he is a bit passive in interviews. However, I think he's overachieved every year as the coach of the Lakers. Definitely done a great job. So he's definitely. He's done a
1: solid job. Yes. I'm not saying he's done a terrible job.
2: These players have definitely developed under him. I mean, the leap Brandon Ingram made from year one to year two and the improvement Lonzo Ball made over all of last year in Kuzma. I mean, his only job is really to develop players and he's done that. So, I mean, now that he's got LeBron, now his goal is to win and keep developing these players. So,
1: you see, Lonzo's
2: shot has gotten better. Yes, I mean, but I
1: think you, yeah, this- I think you're giving too much credit to Luke right there. I think Lonzo, <laughs> Lonzo being better, I think is a natural progression of his game from year one to year two. Kuzma, I feel like. He was just a diamond in the rough. You know what I'm saying? Like the mentality that that Kyle Kuzma has for a late, uh, not a second round pick, a, a late first round pick. You don't always find that in players and in, in players like a Draymond Green, players like that. So I don't feel like that's necessarily Luke. I feel like it was in Kuzma, but you got to give Luke a little bit of credit for at least Giving him the minutes, I guess, or the opportunity.
2: <laughs> I, I definitely like the offense they run, and they were a I do. great defensive yes. team last year. I mean, they, I think they were top 12 in the league last year in defense. Uh, for a young squad, that's really impressive. So the way they're sharing the ball, I think he's putting these players in the right position. Uh, I, I like the offense they're running right now, uh, mixing Rondo and Lonzo, rightfully so, but... Uh, Honestly, and time will tell. I mean, definitely not off to a hot. Spot, but tell you that. So yeah, you could be right when it's all said and done.
1: I mean, I I, I like their offense, and I think the Lakers are going to do well. I think that I got them in the second round, just losing in the second round. But um, I think they're going to be a top four seed in the West when all said and done at the season's end. But I don't think it's necessarily because of Luke. I think it's more so of okay. LeBron and the camaraderie that the team will come together with. And I feel like Magic will go out in some way, improve the roster by the deadline. like Maybe a minor upgrade, but an upgrade nonetheless. So I won't necessarily put on Luke. I'm putting it on LeBron and Magic for putting it all together. But we'll see. We'll see. But um, speaking of hot seats, Zach, <laughs> Ty Lue, his seat blew up this weekend. And uh, the Cavs coach, Ty Lue, Tyron Lu was fired over the weekend after the Cavs have gotten off to our own sixth start. The only team in the NBA, I believe, left without a win. Basically letting him go for not obliging to uh, GM Kobe Altman's wishes, which was to play the young guys a lot more. And uh, in turn, he, he pull, pulled out vets Kyle Korver, Channing Fry, J.R. Smith out of the rotation. And uh, Dan Gilbert has also encouraged more playing time for the rookie Colin Sexton, who's averaging about 23 uh, 23 minutes a game. And um, this is rather peculiar to me because what I'm trying to figure out is why why the Cavs, even though why the Cavs even thought that their roster would be competitive this year. They built their team around a uh, built their team around LeBron and a bunch of specialists. Now, if you remove them, remo- remove the main piece. All you're left with is players with specialties that don't really coincide with the new direction of the team. So, Zach, how's that Ty Lue's fault? And I have no clue, but if I'm Ty Lue, I'm not even mad at this firing at all, to be honest. To me, I feel like he low-key dodged a bullet, if you ask me, Zach.
2: Hey, that's fair. I mean, he's going to make $15 million for sitting on his ass and having the time of his life. True but, uh... indeed. <laughs> you can't blame the guy. Yep. I mean, maybe maybe he tanks because he wanted to get out of that hell hole, Who knows?
1: Yeah, could be.
2: <laughs> but I personally, I've been probably the biggest Ty Lue critic there is. Honestly, mm-hmm. I never thought he's been a good coach. I've always thought he's been a bottom five coach in the NBA. Damn, bottom but, uh, five.
1: <laughs> honestly, I,
2: I'm probably the biggest Ty Lue hater you'll come across.
1: Bottom. Uh, Ouch. Yeah, uh-huh.
2: I, I don't think he's ever done anything positive. I mean the players have all regressed under him. You can put a little bit of that on LeBron and his playing style last year because he's definitely changed drastically, but mm-hmm. it's it's LeBron and Ty Lue everything always comes back to. I'm personally one of the biggest believers in in the talent they had on this team. I think it's a lot better than what it is showing and looks out to be. And, but Mm -hmm. I put, I put it all. I mean, it's not great. I definitely didn't have them in my playoffs by anything crazy like that. Mm -hmm. But I definitely think they could have been a lot more competitive in the finals last year. It definitely fit LeBron a lot better, but he didn't do anything to make it fit. I think it was the most selfish year of LeBron's career last year. Mm -hmm. Um, he was already halfway out the door. <laughs> um, however, Ty Lue, I mean, it, it was an interesting time. I definitely think they should have started off a little better, even though Kevin Love was um, hurt and he missed a couple games here. Yeah. He they still played in four of them. Uh, I, I think they should have – they had the talent to win at least one to three games. Any other coach, I think they would have won games. I, I definitely – like I said, I'm, I'm not very happy with the job Ty Lue's done the entire time there. But with that said, I mean, you're right. He, he probably did dodge a bullet because if they were going to fire him this early in the season, he didn't may even make it through a month of the season. And with the issues they were having there, uh, with, with the issues they were having there, you'd think Cleveland was...
1: Yeah. Oh, that was getting me a little bit. <laughs> 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 Uh-huh. Oh, oh, good. Uh, with
2: you thought you would think the brass uh, would have had a guy picked in the off season is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really think it was a weird time to fire him, and maybe it would have been better yeah. if they did it before the season.
1: Yeah, six six games in though. I, I feel like you're putting a little too much on Talu right now. I mean, really though, how far can you really go with Kevin Love as your best player right now in 2018? I don't think that Kevin Love is that great of a player. He he he's a very solid piece, right? But to me, Kevin Love's twenty ten days are not all over. It,
2: I, I don't think so. I, I personally I, believe Kevin Love. I mean, look at his number. I mean, his per thirty six numbers are great. I mean. Yeah, Last but year.
1: can you feature Kevin Love, though, Zach? How how much can you feature Kevin Love as your number one option when the defense is geared towards him? And can he produce on a night-in and night-out basis? I don't believe Kevin Love can do that anymore. I believe he's a third option on a championship team right now.
2: And, and that's fine. I, you're definitely a championship team, absolutely. But... Uh... I think on a team that wins 38 games, he can be your number one option or 30, 35 games. I think is what I had him at before the year. Okay. Uh, somewhere around there. Uh, but yeah, the hardest part was me is always thinking back on Ty Lu and the progression of these pieces. I mean, I definitely lo- like the potential of Colin Sexton. Um, uh, I mean, the only guy I really do not like a whole lot on the team is mm-hmm. I'm,
1: I'm not really high on Jordan Clarkson and I think they overplayed I've never a been a fan Nance.
2: But Rodney Hood, I mean, he put up dry numbers on a team that wasn't like Utah was struggling when Rodney Hood was putting up his excellent yeah. numbers last yeah. year. And that's what a lot of people forget. I mean, Utah the whole year only had three negative players all last year. It was Rodney Hood, Joe Johnson, who both aren't with the team anymore. And then Ricky Rubio, barely.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. But um, going back to Ty Lu really quick, um, I feel like there should have been two coaches fired ahead of Ty Lu, And the two coaches who I feel like should have been fired already into the season or even last year is Billy Donovan yep. and Scotty Brooks. Last three seasons, Billy Donovan blows a 3-1 lead in the Western Conference Finals then, another, then a first-round exit, and then another first-round exit. At least the last three seasons, Ty Lue has gotten a title and two finals appearances, albeit, we know, because of LeBron, of course. But, yep, and in the East. <laughs> and in the East, true indeed, and in the East. And um, Scotty Brooks, he's another one. He, I wrote it on Twitter today. He has got to go. But that is, I'm going to do a whole episode on the Wizards, because, man, they disappoint the hell out of me.
2: So you're missing a big one here, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I completely agree. I, I just put out the other day, uh, top five hottest seats in the NBA. Those, yeah. Both those guys were on it. Billy Donovan was number one. And I, I Billy Donovan is another coach. He was a bottom 10 coach in the NBA in my estimation. Yes, I agree uh, with it.
1: Bottom five, bottom three.
2: <laughs> I, <definitely, laughs> I like Billy Donovan more than Ty Lue, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, but... With that said, I mean mostly because yeah. of what he actually did on the defensive end. I mean, he got Russell Westbrook to become a pretty damn good defender last year, and that's that's a miracle if you ask me. I feel uh, like he's
1: a more of a gambler than a defender in Russell Westbrook.
2: But I mean, his health defense was also a lot better. Yeah, I and mean, the post, yeah. he was pretty solid. And yeah, I mean he improved everywhere. I
1: thought. I mean, as a team, they had great defense though. They were they were top five, I believe, right. OKC okay, last season? Yeah, I mean, they were, yeah. Top,
2: they were top two or three till Andre Roberson went down. Yeah,
1: yeah, true.
2: Uh, so other than that, Scott Brooks, I, I personally believe I, Scott Brooks is a great coach. I love what he did. Not not a great coach, but a good coach. I mean, he's definitely... Uh, I, I thought he never really underachieved in Oklahoma City. I thought he always met expectation or exceeded them. Mm-hmm. But with this team... I personally think Bradley Beal and John Wall have never had that chemistry. I, I've always thought those two have needed to split up. They've always been beefing pretty hard, I, I feel like. Uh just don't Pisses think me greatest, off, man. Yeah, cuz I, I like them both <sighs> a lot. I think they're both talented guys. And yeah, so I think both of those guys are going to be on the hot seat, but I would try to yeah. get rid of break that that core of those yeah. two guys up first.
1: Yeah, man. I I hear that. I mean, I mean, just some bad losses to start the season for the Washington Wizards. I I I said before the season, looking at that roster with uh, Austin Rivers being signed, Dwight Howard who still hasn't played yet, which is ridiculous right now. Um, Jeff Green. Um, I feel like that that team could possibly get to the Eastern Conference Finals. They have the talent to, but Correct. Lord, uh, Lord knows. I mean, I don't know why I put any. <laughs> Any faith in these Washington wins. but it's still early, so maybe they could turn around. But man, John Wall, I just need him to become a leader. The team will be straight if he becomes a leader and everyone follows his lead. But him and Bradley Beal, it looked just like you said. I don't think they can ever coexist. I think it's gone too far. Yep,
2: I think those two and then CJ and Dame need to split up. Too, yes, but yes, they're more so. I, th- I think they get along personality-wise, mm-hmm. but more so their games don't yes, match, and they're both the not fit. very good defenders. Exactly. It's small just a guys small backyard, really right? exactly, exactly,
1: hundred percent. And um, so, moving on now to another team in the West, ah, don't, the Minnesota don't, Timberwolves. Don't do- <laughs> <don't> do- <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota Timberwolves. Good lord! So huh? You're just
2: gonna skip over
1: this for me, <laughs> <laughs> man. The T wolves are were under a microscope coming into the season. And they have done nothing to shy away from that. Currently sitting at two and four, maybe two and five by the time this comes out. Um, they got a lot of <laughs> issues. They got a lot of issues going on with this team. Zach, these are your boys right here. But uh, first off, let's start with cat. What's the deal with cat this season? Subpar start to this season, averaging 16 and 8, shooting 42% from the floor. Those are not the typical 20 and 10 like Carl Anthony Towns numbers that he usually puts up. Wolves had their season opener. He took only six shots. A game against the Raptors. He asked to be subbed out in the third quarter after he airballed a three. Man, I mean, in my mind, this was the year that Cat, Cat needed to become the undisputed leader of the team and somehow get them into the playoffs without Jimmy. I assumed he wouldn't be here to start the season, which... I don't think he will be there any much longer, but hopefully. We, we don't know how long they're going to drag this out. I mean, he's playing very pedestrian right now, and put this into context. Look at him in comparison to JaVale McGee, who ironically, who he's playing right now. JaVale is getting you 15-6, <laughs> and six, 64% from the floor in 25 minutes. Cat is giving you 16-8, and eight, 42% from the floor in 30 minutes. Come on, Cat. I, I need you to perform better, so what's the deal, Zach?
2: Call, call me crazy, but I, I I got a theory right now that Cat is actually purposely tanking
1: mm. uh, because I
2: th- I think he knows if the team sucks, the quicker they get rid of Jimmy, and so why not? Like he got paid. He does. he, 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 he sure give a did. damn right now? I mean, he's only had one good game out of six games so far. Tonight, however, though. He came out strong for the first five minutes. I'll mm-hmm. tell you that. Mm-hmm. We we got five strong minutes out of him. I mean, he's twelve, <laughs> 12 and twelve and eight at halftime. I'll, I'll take five minutes. Shit. See I the mean, fact
1: that you're saying that right now. Do you hit, that, Zach? <laughs> Come on, I Come in on. Denial,
2: man. I'm, I'm uh, in Don't get me wrong. Uh, it's a mess. No, it's it's absolute dumpster fire. They, but Jimmy's bringing the whole state, the city.
1: The ground and try and take the NBA with it. So, <laughs> but but see, it's so not Do, a sight, do you think? Do October you think Jimmy's in his head? I know. Oh yes, October thirty first. That's a big day when a lot of a lot of recent signees can be traded. We hopefully it goes down. That goes down by then. So, do you think it's uh as far as cat goes? You think the Jimmy Butler trade saga? You think it's getting into his head? You think that's what it is? Oh,
2: I think he hates Jimmy, first of all. So, mm. I think he, Jimmy's always been in his head. Uh, I mean, personal and
1: mm-hmm.
2: reasons on the court, you name it. But yeah. uh, also, I mean, he's, it's just he was promised. The only reason why he signed his contract, he waited forever because he was given the word that Jimmy was not going to be on the team when the season started. Yeah. And that I mean, the word is the word, and you were given the keys to the franchise, uh, and... He's definitely playing like he was betrayed. Absolutely. I don't. I don't. I'm not honestly mad at him. I really. I'm not gonna judge Carl Anthony Towns until Jimmy's gone, anyways.
1: I mean, I I hear you, but it's see my issue is that if I'm called, if I'm cat, I understand I'm frustrated. I will speak to the owner Glenn Taylor, Tibbs, tell him say, listen man, you guys need to hurry up and get this deal done. I don't want to lose a lot of ga- any more games because of this. He he right. he 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 pulled his he's pulling his little stunt right now. If it's true what you're saying, it could be because I actually really like that scenario, Zach. I'm not gonna lie, that's first I've heard that, and I like that one. But if I'm Zach, I would just still try to ball out and just say, listen. Right. Get this guy out of here. Let me show you that I can be the franchise cornerstone. And you wouldn't worry about losing Jimmy Butler because I'm here right now. And he went in the media, he called you soft. Damn near everybody's calling you soft right now. He had all the rumors about Jimmy and his girl, which was a major distraction. And probably there could be some truth to it. The the, the the Oh, there is. Yeah, you think so?
2: Yo, well, hey, the Minnesota Timberwolves marketing people told season ticket holders it actually happened. So they're telling the public. Oh, it, really? I, I truly, yeah, that's how I know it's one hundred percent.
1: Oh, so really is? Oh man, so I know the organization knows about this. So why, <laughs> why would you keep that that type of toxicness? In the environment On the team structure well, it, It's ridiculous it, He's
2: t- Tips guy Tips thinks I mean Winning solves everything oh, Of course and Honestly You look around the NBA It's crazy to see How many guys Have dated the same women Yeah but, uh, And that's one thing A lot of people Don't truly think
1: about But true. It, w- Dating the same woman After it's over Versus stealing your
2: girl Is a little bit different <laughs> I'd, I'd say <laughs> uh, Oh man. That's That's for another day I guess That's true Um I I do think, to your point about talents going to these guys, it's tough because Glenn Taylor, I mean, said he was going to get control. It he had offers, turned them down because Tibbs thought he could make it work.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, If think about this, if they start playing amazingly, if they're winning a bunch of games. Tibbs is gonna stay in denial, and it's just gonna make him even happier. Oh. Like, there's no, there's no way they trade him if they're winning.
1: Yeah, like, oh, that's no, true. no chance. Good point. He,
2: he's he's Jimmy's guy, and he thinks he can persuade him to stay. thinks he can persuade him to work together. Uh, it's just, it's, it's not it's gonna ridiculous. work, and it's proving that answer now so hopefully the losses I mean don't come in too many too soon before he's gone or else the, the Wolves will be in too big of a hole to even have a chance at the playoffs
1: yeah uh, I think that I think that's I about just, to happen right now
2: uh, yeah I, I think yeah. it's gonna happen October 31st I think <laughs> is is the day I'm praying man
1: Yeah, <laughs> I hear you and uh, speaking of Jimmy I kind of want us to go over like what would be best case scenario in the deal for many because for minute for Minnesota and basically that that initial refusal to act on Jimmy Butler's unhappiness with the team it just suggests to me that Thibodeau's intentions aren't in line with what's best for the franchise as far as looking for the future and going on with this youth movement of uh Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins and um letting Butler walk without capitalizing on his departure is is its It's not an option I mean you guys you guys can get over losing Chris Dunn and Zach Levine, but I think Laurie marketing and his career arc I think that's what will, what will haunt uh many after this trade at Minnesota, and we know now Houston Rockets, my boys offering first four. Future first-round picks. Ridiculous. There's
2: a lot of smoke there, man. There's a lot of smoke there. There's a lot
1: of smoke there. Four picks. And Miami also has an offer of something like Josh Richardson in a pick, I believe. But uh, Glenn Taylor and tibbs cannot see eye-to-eye eye on adequate compensation for Jimmy, who is arguably top 15, top 10 player in the league. So with that being said, Zach, this is your boys. What kind of deal do you think is good enough right now for many? What would you take? Because the clock is ticking
2: personally i honestly i'm, I'm so desperate i take either of them um and and either of, like but here's the thing it's really not for first round picks because if you read the fine details they're all like two or three of them are really protected and they're gonna be oh they are picks. protected oh yeah, okay if they're going to be protected, it's it's a shit deal, mm. and they don't even want to give up Eric Gordon. Uh, so you'd be getting like four protected picks, maybe turn into one or two mm. late round picks mm. with Marquise Chris, and then Brand Knights terrible contract, nothing. Uh. So honestly, I personally want. I've from the beginning, all I've wanted is Josh Richardson. I've really? believed in him like no other. Yeah, and if you look, I mean, I've watched basically every minute of Josh Richardson's year and. He, honestly, we got to make this trade before it's too late. Before mm. they're not going to trade Jimmy Butler for him. I mean, Josh Richardson for Butler down in Miami. Because I, I personally think Josh Richardson has the potential to be as good as Jimmy, maybe a top 15 player.
1: Wow, that's high praise for Josh, Josh Richardson. Yeah, it
2: is really high. Wow,
1: <laughs> oh, so, you know... I- I'm not saying he's a bad player. I actually really like Josh Richardson. Richardson, I just, me personally, I just haven't watched enough of him to know how good he is. But I do like his activity. I do like his uh, his bounce and his speed, his athleticism going to the rim. He um, he definitely could play some defense. He definitely could bring some energy. I do like his passion for the game. So I'm not going to lie. I, I, I do like Josh Richardson, but I don't know if he helps you get into the playoffs right now. See, him, to me, replacing Jimmy with Josh Richardson is more of a downgrade than it would be getting Eric Gordon there in place of Jimmy with that current roster.
2: Oh, I I disagree. I think Josh Richardson's as good, if not better, than Eric Gordon right now. Okay, even
1: fit-wise as well?
2: Fit-wise, I mean, you're you're right. I mean, it's it's definitely, tough not really sold on the Josh Richardson, um, Andrew Wiggins fit. I mean, Eric Gordon's a better fit, but I will say this Eric Gordon's. As a player, I've always thought he's really overrated. I mean, he's a mm. much better finisher at the rim than people suggest, but he's a terrible defender, and his three-point percentages are a lot less than what people imagine them to be.
1: Yeah, well, but yes, his, it works. It that's works true. for the
2: Rockets because they shoot so many damn threes. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, if you're making a, a league average and you're shooting that many, you're completely fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, his his three-point, because I watch the Rockets very closely, and Eric Gordon, he is disappointing me time and time again with his three-point shooting. When he's hot, he'll hit a few, but when he's off, boy, is he off. <laughs> and he keeps shooting from deep, and that's my problem with Eric Gordon. But I still think he's a better fit-wise with them just because he's a veteran, and I feel like calling Anthony Towns right now, I'm really questioning his leadership. I'm really questioning Andrew Wagan's leadership as well. And oh, yeah, they're soft. yeah, so speaking of that, can you do you think that calling downs can be the number one option for a championship caliber team right now?
2: I, I did before the year, uh, mm. and if if he's not intentionally tanking and he's just playing this bad, uh, hell no, I'm, I'm really nervous <laughs> and I'm scared mm. with what we just paid him. But mm. I'm gonna believe he's purposely tanking. I'm gonna just to make myself feel better, mm-hmm. uh, but uh no as of right now i don't i don't think he can but before the year i did say that i'm not writing him off to have that potential yet mm-hmm. i definitely think he can be an all nba player yet and it's gonna be great i i really want jimmy and tips to be gone uh but yeah time will they tell. both
1: gotta go man they both gotta go oh, yeah yeah so i i think see to me how i feel about cat is i'm a big fan of his i really think he can be the number one option for the championship caliber team. I, but I you have to put the right pieces around him. Like, honestly, Correct. you need players kind of like Jimmy Butler, but not Jimmy Butler, if you know what I mean. Who doesn't really yep. show it the way Jimmy Butler shows it, but a more, a person whose personality meshes more with Carl Anthony Towns. So, a more of a leader by example, maybe guys like that. So, but, like, say for instance, Kawhi was replaced with Jimmy Butler. I think <sighs> that would be perfect for Minnesota. Oh, it'd be a perfection. It would would be, that would be be a (laughs) perfect mix, someone like that. So it's more so because of Jimmy, but I do like the style of player that Jimmy is. It does fit with Cat. Right. So. so
2: But I strongly believe Kawhi is
1: one of few players that literally
2: fits with every player. That is true. (laughs) That is true. He's a robot, man. You (laughs) You program a robot to be a perfect NBA player. It's Kawhi Leonard.
1: True indeed, true indeed. So, um, closing out the mini segment here, as a mini fan yourself, Zach, when is the right time to push the panic button? How many games in? Is it five? Is it three? Oh, it's right is it twenty? Right, right now?
2: now? Oh, we were panicking before the year. It, <laughs> the panic button has been pushed, and we're holding it till this thing is resolved. When you got a bad owner and a very, very questionable head coach, and I was actually. Before all this madness, a uh, couple two months before the season, I was actually higher on Thibs than anybody else in Minnesota because I ignored all of his flaws and mm-hmm. the fact that he was winning. Uh, and people in Minnesota had to be grateful for being a winning team for the first time in so long. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's that's the first step, and that's what matters.
1: Damn, I, I hear you, man. To me. You said panic, but you're pushing the panning button right now. To me, I would say wait. Oh, it's 15,
2: held. It's held. <laughs> I'm holding it down.
1: <laughs> I would say wait fifteen games, but I feel like Minnesota is a special case, and I feel like right, right now they can't move forward until Jimmy Butler has gone. So to me, it's just hampering them. So they basically got to push the padding button now. But usually, I would wait about fifteen to twenty games on a normal team.
2: Jimmy Butler tried pushing the biggest yeah. uh, power movement by an individual player like yeah. in
1: NBA history Yeah. Time. crazy and the timing was ridiculous right. ridiculous um so yeah so we were watching the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, <laughs> very closely hopefully by the end of this Jimmy Butler will be going hopefully to the Houston Rockets we'll see
2: I, I'd, I'd like it if it's for the right deal. Well, let's see. I'd like to see another contender, honestly. Yeah, man. And definitely. Jimmy's a perfect piece that they need there.
1: Oh, he is for sure, for sure. So I wanted to discuss some guys who we feel aren't getting enough shine right now, who maybe deserve a little bit more run for their teams. Maybe they are caught behind a better player in a crowded rotation, or the coach isn't just isn't seeing what we see. So I start us off. I'll start us off here, Zach. Um, the first person who I think. Needs to be played. Play that, man. It's Lance Stevenson out there in L.A., man. Ooh. Lance Stevenson, you got 11-5-3 and, five and three right now 21 minutes. I like Lance's energy right now. He's only playing 21 minutes for the Lakers right now. I like what he brings off the bench, I believe. I know sometimes Lance can get a little bit out of control, per se, but what he brings to the table with that energy, his ball handling, you can even play him at the 1-2 or the 3. And he can defend one, two, and three. And the intensity that he brings, I really like what he brings to the table. And I feel like he should be playing more minutes than a guy like KCP, who's playing 30 minutes right now, which is ridiculous to me. So to me, Lance Stevenson, I feel like he deserves a little bit more time. And if he had a little bit more minutes, he could be a potential six man in the year candidate in my
2: mind.
1: Wow. That's my praise. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. I like Born Ready.
2: Uh, he, uh, he is born ready to be an energy guy, but I've I've always thought, I mean, he's an overrated player. I, oh. I'm, not a huge, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Lance Stevenson, but I will tell you, he's been off to a very good start this year, and he's definitely... Brought exactly what the Lakers needed and are looking for, so I, I don't mind that pick for this segment. Mm-hmm. Playing in more minutes because he is bringing to the table. I just don't think he's a good defensive player. It's vastly overrated. Mm-hmm. And but like what he's doing, they need like, and that's just getting in people's heads and bringing energy. And he did that and that's tenacity. Oh yeah, exactly. He'll he'll go on from time or two, even if his overall numbers are bad. He's kind of like. Jamal Crawford last year in that sense. I mean, he won the Timberwolves five to ten games, but he also lost them a handful of games as well. Mm-hmm.
1: So. Mm-hmm. One for you,
2: yeah, one for me. Um, so I got three of them. Uh, the the mm-hmm. first one I want to give a shout out to Pascal Siakam. Uh, I really think his net rating is is unbelievable. All the best lineups mm-hmm. uh, for the Raptors are with him in it. Um, I really want to see Kyle Lowry. Uh, Dan- Danny Green, Valanchunas Leonard and Siakam if you notice all their best lineups whether it's Valanchunas or Leonard or OG or Ibaka mm-hmm. they're always the best next to Siakam
1: they're I like his energy are, yeah yeah,
2: he, no, and he's been able to shoot the ball at a high clip and overall I just think he's got so much untapped potential yet so He'd
1: be my first player. Ah, okay. I mean, I'm not mad at that. Siakam, I do like the move. Um, him moving into the starting fourth spot for Toronto gives him a lot more speed. Abaka definitely needed to come off the bench. So that was a great move that Nick Nurse did. So I'm not mad at that at all, man. I'm not mad at that at all.
2: Kreese's um, three-point percentage by yes, 16%. So he, needed he needed to.
1: He needed to. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, another guy who I think... Deserve more minutes is uh, Montrezl Harrell for the L.A. Clippers, man. Yes, he's thirteen and six right now. Only twenty minutes, twenty minutes per game, but man, listen, I was watching him against Houston. I believe was what was this Friday night when the Clippers beat the Houston Rockets and CP3's return. Um, Damn, this guy dominated. Clint Capella in the pay Dominated the whole front line of the Houston Rockets And he's been dominating ever since I saw him when they played against the Wizards last night He also dominated them This man needs some more time Montrez Harrell, he's a great energy guy Nice big coming off the bench He's a little undersized For 76, 6'8, 6'9 He's a big body He hustles and he plays And man, the energy that he brings I like Montrez, man He definitely deserves more run
2: Absolutely. I mean, he's actually improving his game as a yes. playmaker and bringing a lot more to the table than just being an energy guy. So yes. I can definitely stand behind that
1: one. Definitely.
2: I'm, I'm going to go with his teammate. Who do you think Who do you think I'm about to call out?
1: Mm. Avery?
2: Yeah, He has vastly improved this year from last year. I almost rid off Avery Bradley last year. Mm. Uh, but, I mean, sure a lot of it was... Uh, bouncing around quite a bit and also being injured. So you get a little pass from me in that regard. But (laughs) this guy, the freaking monster, Boban Marjanovic.
1: Oh!
2: (laughs) One of the league leaders in PER, 37.7 right now. Uh, This guy has always put up phenomenal advanced stats, but also per 36 numbers through the roof. Yeah. So he's only averaging, I mean, literally like 10 minutes right now. Uh, I, the biggest knock on him is maybe he really can't play more than 20, 25 minutes a game, but I think they got to try, mm-hmm. you know, I think they got to try because the sample size is there, the dude is seven, three, like I know. 300 pounds. This guy's a monster. And, no, and nobody, and they always find a way to get them on these, even six, six guys are shorter, uh, free them up in spacing. And so like, right now, in that nine minutes, the dude's hard numbers are 8.5 points, four and a half rebounds, and, I mean, he's doing everything. Like, if you add him yeah. as per 36, he's averaging 33 points a game Damn. and 18, re- 18 rebounds,
1: man. Bobon, he's putting in he work, has man. He's a
2: chance to see if he can actually do that.
1: I, I agree there. I, I actually like that pick. I do believe that Bobon deserves a, a chance. Would you start him, though?
2: I honestly would. I'd give him mm. I'd give him a shot. A okay. Couple times. I mean,
1: see what see amazing. what he does with it. Yeah. Right.
2: I just there's, there's been nobody to stop him. He's a great free throw shooter too. If they start hacking yeah. him, so
1: that's true. I'm, listen, I'm all for that. I, I do like Boban. I'm not gonna lie. I do enjoy watching him play for some reason, man. It's, even when he doesn't even jump to get a dunk. <laughs> you got it.
2: Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um. Another one for me. Bobby Portis, a.k.a. put the paws on him. My man. Bobby Portis from the Chicago Bulls. He definitely, to me, deserves some more run. He's averaging a double-double right now. 28 minutes for the Chicago Bulls right now. I believe he should get a little bit over 30. I believe he should be. Is he starting right now for Chicago? Oh, no, uh,
2: because of and in- because of injuries, yes, he was. Oh,
1: but if the and original that, rotation was that he wouldn't be starting right now. Correct. Yeah. we
2: actually had we actually had him on a show and he was so satisfied with being the sixth man of the year yeah. before the season and wanted to come out and be the sixth man of the year um, and have a chance at most improved, which...
1: He could I definitely hope. win that, man. You're right. What? Yeah, no, he's,
2: he's a guy yes. that can average 20 and 12. For yes, sure.
1: I, I really like Bobby Portis's game, Zach. I'm not going to lie. He's, a, he's improved in all facets of the game. He can step out and hit that three hit a nice little mid-range. He can post up. He can rebound. He, he can do it all in the paint. He has a nice arsenal of moves in the paint. And you got to love him, man who's been... Putting the paws on him. He takes nothing from his teammates at all. So you, right, you, you got to give Bobby one, some love. two
2: through five as well, pretty well.
1: Yeah, exactly. You got to give him some love. So Bobby Porter's to me, definitely deserves some minutes. I'm all in for him. Uh, six man of the year or, or most improved because I definitely think he can be something special. And I know he didn't sign that, uh, that offer as well. So we're going to see, man. That's going to be an interesting storyline to watch as well because I know somebody will want to pick him up.
2: absolutely yeah for sure Um, the last player I'd give a shout out to um, would be my guy Malik Monk Mm. Uh, his minutes has increased but I think on a team like Charlotte Hornets they're in a position right now I mean they're pretty maxed out at what they can do in order to get to that next level they gotta untap all that potential they have there and he has the most untapped potential in my estimation
1: Mm. I'm not mad at
2: that. He's a rhythm rhythm player. He's a streaky shooter. So in order for him to find his role in a system, he's a guy that actually needs a lot of minutes right away. He can't be worked into it.
1: Yeah, and they definitely got to give him a shot, man. You got to put him out there and see what the man can do, man. I, I remember when he was getting drafted. I wanted him here on the Knicks, man. And Charlotte picked him up. So yep. yeah, for him. yeah. So we'll see, man. I, I I like Malik Monk, but um, before we move on, um, also I want to give a big shout out to my man Rudy Gay. I really like how Rudy Gay has been playing right now for the San Antonio Spurs. he's averaging fourteen and eight right now. He's playing with like twenty five minutes or twenty eight minutes. I feel like I do like Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay, I like his fit on San Antonio, and I just like how he's playing right now. I think he's a valuable piece for them and i really like his fit on san antonio even if he wasn't on san antonio i think he can still contribute and still get you that nice little 15 16 tonight i like rudy right now man
2: completely agree yeah pop is maximizing rudy gay as he does every player who who knew somebody could turn rudy gay into an actual winner (laughs) exactly i thought he was the biggest cancer until he met
1: the great white bearded Yoda. Yeah, he, he is. You know, you know pop works wonders, man. But I like Rudy game. I always I always like this game, man. He's a Yukon guy, but uh, I'm proud of Rudy, man. We'll see you where this know, goes. We'll, we'll see where this goes, man. And um, so moving on. You know what time it is, family. The crossover segment.
2: Not a game, not a game, not a game. Ah, We're talking about practice. I man, Zach,
1: the crossover segment. So I'll be throwing out play comparisons from different eras. My man, Zach, acts as GM, and he tells me who he would take out of the two and their primes if he was building a team. First up this week, Zach, are you taking a prime Stephon Marbury Ooh. or Kemba Walker? Let me give you the career stats. Steph, 19 points per game, three rebounds, seven assists, one steal, 43% from the floor, and also a two-time All-Star. Kemba. Also 19 points per game, three rebounds, five assists, one steal, 41% from the floor, and also a two-time All-Star. So my man Zach, if you're building a team, you taking a prime Stephon Marbury, or you taking Kemba Walker?
2: All right, I'm going to tell you this. This is from a guy that watched very, very many Stephon Marbury games. Mm. I had season season tickets Mm -hmm. every year while he was in Minnesota and followed his career after. I would only take China Marbury. <laughs> <I> also, that's <laughs> the only Marbury I'm even considering. I, I love on, Marbury. He's a solid player and a baller for sure. Mm-hmm. And I, that is a good comparison. Though, I'll give you that. that I mean, definitely had, had to think about it a tad bit. But there's a Marbury that was over in China that I would have liked to see come back and see what he was made of mm-hmm. one last time. But we never saw that. So Kemba Walker, what he's got that Marbury Dent is. The mental aspect of the mm. game that guy, He's a dog and he's just never Been around a team that has expected to win I mean he's he's met expectations And keeps improving I, I can't believe he's in year I think 9 or 10 yep. is, yep. And he just He's taking a huge leap again this Dynamite.
1: Year. Dynamite Kemba is one of my top 5 players In the league, favorite players in the league I'm a big huge fan of Kemba Walker And I was- and I love where you're going with this, Zach. Smart man you are, because I'm definitely taking Kemba Walker if I'm building a team. Kemba, to me, is a better player. He's a better scorer. I would say Steph is probably a better passer than Kemba Walker. I'll probably, probably. give him that and maybe could run a team, maybe a tad bit better. But I want... Kemba gives it all. Gives give, give, gives me everything at four point guard. And I can definitely build around Kemba Walker over Stephon Marvin. I'm a big fan of Kemba, so... BX will, legend, New York legend. Mm-hmm. I
2: will add this. I will add this. If you have great talent around him, I'm going to probably take Marbury in this prime. Because mm. you're right. He, he can lead. But if if he's got to be a top option, it's Kemba all day, every day. Yes. If, you're pick, if you're picking one player to start your team with, it's Mar- uh, Kemba Walker.
1: So. Mm. 100%. 100%. Next up, are you taking a prime Chris Bosh or a prime Blake Griffin. Now, let me give you the career stats. Chris Bosh, 19 points per game, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 49% from the floor, 11-time All-Star, 2-time champ. Blake Griffin, 21 points per game, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, 50% from the floor, 5-time All-Star, rookie of the year. So, accomplishments aside, building a team, you taking prime Chris Bosh, or you taking Blake Zach?
2: Wow, this one is definitely... I mean, mm. these are both really good. Yes. I'll give I'll credit to you, man. These these are solid. Appreciate that. So, I will say Blake Griffin is one of the top... I mean, he's arguably one of the top 10 big man passers of all time. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really stand by that and believe that. Uh, Blake Griffin, honestly, here's the thing. I mean, I'm, I'm taking Chris Bosh because he's healthier. Uh, mm. And he's more reliable. And I'm a big guy that takes reliability but if it's for one game it's tough like blake griffin we're seeing his best play ever right now
1: Mm -hmm. i think best all-around play play, yes
2: you're right it's crazy and he's the the three-point shot he's developing he's a much better overall player all-around player i think than chris bosh um defensively it's close so I mean that, that's my take. Listen, I, mean, I don't want to hit as like
1: who are you taking. You got both of them on the table, my man. Oh man, <laughs> you got both prime CB four. Either that be Toronto or Miami, whichever one is your choosing. Prime Blake, you could take Clipper Blake, or you could take Detroit Prison Blake right now, whichever one. Yeah,
2: they both could. They both could stretch the four. Yeah. I, to, to start my team with, I, I'm going. I'm going prime Blake,
1: uh, mm. but it,
2: so I will say for for a year, the best year of their career. I'm taking prime Blake, but okay, if for, for the, if it's for a five year stretch, just I don't trust Blake. <laughs> so I'm going Chris Bosh.
1: <laughs> I hear you, man. Listen, Zach, we two for two today, man. Because I'm damn sure I'm taking Blake as well, man. Listen, Love if it, I'm dude. if I'm building a team, Blake to Blake to me, he gives you. A little bit more, just like I said for Kemba Walker, the versatility that Blake Griffin gives you. I know everyone kills Blake because he doesn't have a "quote unquote" post move, which I do it's kill him ball. for. I I, I kind of hate that that, that turnaround
2: he around in the post.
1: Yeah, but like sometimes that's... sometimes it's not effective when you need it most, and that's that's a little bit of my issue with Blake. I feel like he doesn't trust sure. it enough in those crucial moments and that was always with my issue with blake because cp3 is my favorite player so i watched a lot of blake and i'm a big blake fan but to yeah. me when those moments blake is not there but overall talent wise man blake could be one of the most talented powerful forwards to ever play this game this man gives you everything and now that he's shooting a three come on now I, to me i i believe he's better than chris bosch uh, prime Chris Bosch. I like, I love the way Chris Bosch adapted his game when he got to Miami, but I'm still taking Blake either way because Blake could dominate you as a number one option in my mind.
2: Yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah. And the fact that he's 6'10 and he can bring up the ball and be a primary playmaker. Yeah. It's pretty special.
1: It is. It's definitely special, man. So you like those crossover segments there, Zach? Oh, I love that. That's great. Nice, nice, nice. Um, so, yeah, man. So this NBA season. It's still in full effect. This is, uh, what, week two or week three we in right now, Zach? I think this three? is week three. Yeah, yeah week yeah, three, week Still a lot of drama going on with week three, man. I, whew, hopefully, by the time this comes out, Jimmy's gone, and there'll be some more drama to talk about because that'll be another interesting dynamic because he'll make any team better. And um, right. we're definitely going to be watching that closely. And um, Zach, my man, I appreciate you for joining me on the episode of Above the Rib, man. It's a long time coming, my dude.
2: You got it. Now, that was a lot of fr- fun. I appreciate you having me. Good luck the rest of the way. I definitely would love to do another show with you because this was a blast, man.
1: Yes, most definitely. Appreciate you joining me, man. Most definitely. Make sure you guys go out and check out the four-season show as well. And um, Zach, peace out, my man. Peace. Have a great one. That's Above the Rim, episode 72, and we out.